Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Welcome. I think this is episode 58 of Just Think the Podcast. We're still going, girls. We, we still got a thing rolling. I'm here. thinking about that. It's so exciting. 58. Oh, gosh. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And we are here for another day of absolute insanity. Um, you know, one of the things that we really champion on Just Think is we always say this diversity of thought ideas and opinions, just no asshats, right? Like not being a jerk, not trying to fight somebody and just be right fighters, but are you really interested in pursuing the truth and and thinking for yourself and critically thinking and asking yourself, does this make sense? Or are you more one of those people who's just more tribal and you're just going to believe whatever, you know, the people around you are telling you to believe? And You know, one of the things about original thought and thinking for yourself and speaking for yourself, I mean, we are certainly not seeing that displayed necessarily (laughs) through the president of the United States right now. I mean, if anyone ever made jokes about Obama and a teleprompter, I don't even know how and why our current media is not giving it to Joe Biden. But this week, end of quote, repeat the line. That's what he said in a speech about, I think it was about the abortion issue. He read this out loud, end of quote, repeat the line. Girls, do we have a clip of this? I don't even know if we have a clip. To play. It was one I just sent you that somebody did a spoof on. Um, but so, we find the actual. So if you're familiar with the character Ron Burgundy from, um, oh my gosh, what's that? Oh, Anchorman from Anchorman. Will Ferrell, brilliant genius in this movie. Um, you may remember they, anyway, let's just play this. Someone turned Joe Biden into Ron Burgundy. He looks like Ron Burgundy. Take a listen. It's hilarious. It's way higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Damn it. For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. <laughs> Y'all, it's so sad. I'm having, I'm struggling because I feel, and I know, I know that like karma's a biatch and, you know, here we are. He spent 50 years in politics and, you know, hasn't been, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to talk about his past, but maybe some things come back to, to get you, you know, but I also feel like he's old and it's like elder abuse. And I can't help but feel sorry. Like when he fell on the bike. You know, I can't, it's hard for me to like laugh. I mean, I, I'm laughing at the Ron Burgundy thing, but I just feel bad for him. And obviously y'all, he's not in charge. He is Well, not and that's the thing, charge. like at what point is everybody going to admit 
that there is some cognitive decline going on here. And, and, and he that he's not in charge. Again. He wants to run again. With like Kamala, with, with, with the, what, vice president with the lowest ratings in history? Per, per, perhaps. I don't know. We need to go back. It's, like it's like they're in a fantasy world and they're toddlers and you're just playing along because you just don't want to. You don't want to hurt feelings right. or something. But <laughs> I think that that speaks to the fact that everybody knows they're not in charge, but they're really good puppets. They're really good figureheads to not fight against those who really are in power. And, and this is not, like, I know that sounds nuts, but there's no way he is not in charge. And no. I just keep thinking about how Obama always said he wanted a, a third term and he would just sit back and like basically pull the controls, but he would just be behind the scenes. And I'm like, well, that feels like that perhaps is what's happening because this, this whole administration is like the Obama years on steroids. It's like if Obama didn't have to actually take ownership for all the stuff that went wrong, what he would have done. That's what it feels like to me. Now, I'm not an Obama fan. So as we like to admit our biases, um, I don't I don't trust him. I thought he was super appealing to listen to. He's charming. I think he's got, you know, a lot of, of qualities where I understand why people were intrigued by him. I mean, hell, y'all voted for him. You, you and Amy. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> I did not, but y'all did. <laughs> We sure but, did. He sounded real good. And right? he sounded, all the things he said sounded great. Yeah, it yeah, he does. And like, I've heard him talk before. I'm like, I, you know, I wouldn't mind sitting down and having a conversation with him, but I don't, I don't trust him. I do not trust him. I feel like he is just a part and it's not just him. I feel like he's a part of some people who are really about money and power in this country. And they're on both sides of the aisle, by the way. I don't think this is just a Democrat thing. And I have zero trust in him whatsoever. And I didn't like his policies on Israel at all, at all. And I did not like his foreign policy. So I, I'm actually a voter who can tell you why I didn't like him. Anyway. Um, I mean, that's why, I think that's why we all, even though we weren't, aren't and weren't political at all, we voted for Trump because it was like, refreshing to not have the politic the typical politicians are just gonna say all those things the schmoozing yes. it was definitely no schmoozing there was, it was just Trump. yeah he said some things that were insane but you know i mean he just said what he thought and but then that's what makes you trust him right it's like well, at least i know what i'm getting the actions behind it's like he i don't care what you say like he's actually like doing things mm -hmm. joe biden i don't care how many teleprompters he reads <laughs> The border's still wide open. Mm -hmm. Like everything's, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening except we're giving money to Ukraine, Ukraine and oil to China. That's all I see. And apparently with the border crisis, not only have they let in over a million illegal immigrants in just what, a year and a half. That's what, that is a, that's a huge city in the United States, population of a huge city in the United States. They have let in between one and 2 million, I think is the number, right y'all? I can't remember what the exact number is, but Basically, they were talking about like, it's like the size of like the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And so, but this is the crazy part, y'all, is that now they're moving for amnesty. So now they're trying to create um, legislation around giving all of these people amnesty. And we had a, actually had a uh, listener who emailed us this week, who sent us some things, a conversation she was having with someone else online. And and the conversation, in the conversation, she tried to share our recent episode. If you haven't heard Christy Hutcherson on our last ep episode, I think it was, ep was it episode 57, y'all? I think uh, it was 56. 
56. So go listen to that because uh, Christy's just been there firsthand at the border and she testifies to what she saw and what she's seen. This person tried to share it with someone else and they said, absolutely not. The people coming across the border right now are not our problem. It's these white supremacists in, in, the, in the United States that are the problem. And we are just like, I mean, this is where people are. Y'all, if they are only listening to certain news sources, this is what they're being told to believe. And, and it's frightening. But I think that we want to point out to you guys and we want you to know especially if you're a parent with kids right now. The fentanyl problem is being called the greatest drug crisis in the history of the United States. I want you to listen to this clip, this news clip here that interviews the, uh, a DEA uh, officer. DEA Administrator Ann Milgram says that by the numbers, this is unlike anything she's ever seen. DEA has interdicted fentanyl counterfeit pills in every single U.S. state and territory. It's everywhere. In Mexico, criminal drug trafficking networks, they're sourcing chemicals from Chinese chemical companies that's then flooding into the United States. We are at the deadliest moment in what is the deadliest drug epidemic in American history. More than three quarters of all teens who are dying of overdoses have fentanyl in their system. It's killing America's youth. Three quarters. Than white supremacy, I'm sorry. Yes, and you're a, you are ignorant, and I'm not saying that in a mean way. You are ignorant and uninformed to say otherwise. You are ignorant and uninformed. And, and, but, but remember, I want everybody to remember this. That's what people, the label of white supremacist is what they put on someone where they don't like what they say without any evidence whatsoever of actual white supremacy. Now, anyone who voted for Trump or is more conservative in their ideologies is called a white supremacist. And that is BS. I'm not saying there's not white supremacists who voted for Trump any more than I'm not saying that there's not people who hate white people who voted for Obama and Biden. Okay, like all these gross people are out there, but to slap labels on people just because you don't like what they say and you want to categorize them coming from the party that has always claimed to be tolerant and accepting you're anything but you, right. the height of you're at the height of hypocrisy right now if this is the line that you're drawing and if this is the labels that you're using, you are ignorant and you are you are uninformed and you're a, you're a huge part of the problem in the division in this country. My only hope is that they just continue to take it so far with this white supremacy label to where people I've already had, a, for example, I'll tell you one, the story about the uh, Oregon health official <laughs> who postponed a meeting because urgency, she said urgency is a, is a white supremacy value. Okay. So the more and more they push and push and push and the crazier they get with this stuff and these labels, the more I just feel like people are going to start waking up and being like, what? I've already had, I posted my story today. People are like, this is absolutely mm -hmm. insane. It's insane. insane. It but basically, is. Oregon health official, I, I can't remember her title. It was some long title about like health equity inclusion. Yeah, diversity, diversity, equity, and inclusion. DEI officer. Is, we recognize that urgency is a white supremacy value that can get in the way of more intentional and thoughtful work. Like that, that is a literal quote. That is a quote. Read it one more time, Amy. I want everybody to hear this, that she postpones a meeting for why? What does it we say? That urgency is a white supremacy value 
that can get in the way of more intentional and thoughtful work. I'm sorry, but I if I was black understand. or Latino, I would be offended. Like so you- offended. It's in, in so I went to church for years um, where I was one of the few white people in the church. And um, and I can tell you my all my black friends, because we would have, you know, we would show up for praise and worship and they, there is a phrase, which I'm not even going to use, that they use, not me, not me, not me, the white girl, okay? The black folks, my friends at this church used to, to basically indicate that um, they were not on time. Kind of culturally, being on time was a struggle. And it wasn't said in a positive light, guys. It was not said in a positive light. Because there was a lot of Black people that were absolutely on time and believed it was important to be on time. So this whole idea that now, that talk about appropriations, right? You're, you're now, what, saying that being on time is something that if you're not white, you're not good at or you don't prioritize or you don't think that's important. That is racist. Right. It's just, it, it's just as racist to say that. Well, like, they can't call me a white supremacist no, based on I'm that late definition. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. The, 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 I, okay. I remember when my, uh, my dad has done a lot of work in Africa and African countries drilling wells for the impoverished people there. <clears throat> and um, one of the things that always struck me is he, he said that on a flight back from Africa to the United States, and I think I've probably told this story before, he said the pilot, it was an African pilot, as they're landing in New York says, welcome to the United States of America, the place where everything works. I don't know if any of these people have been to certain areas in Africa, but it is not a place where of efficiency. You know, it is not a place where running water always works, where, where, the, where the things that we've worked hard in our Western culture to create, things like efficiency, effectiveness, being on time, your, your, your systems working properly, your engines running properly. I mean, these are American ideals, right? Or Western ideals, which is that whatever you do, you do it with excellence and you do it so that it works. I'm not saying, and don't misconstrue my words when I say, if you go and visit, and this is why I think world travel is important, go to other countries and see how things work. Right. See how mm-hmm. things work. And you will start to realize how blessed we are to live in a place where we do prioritize those things. And if we're going to go down this road of not prioritizing things like being on time, I don't want to live in a culture with people who, do, who are that sloppy. Or just a sense of urgency to me is not necessarily, it's not only just being on time, like to a clock, it's like- okay. And what's important thinking and something not. is important and wanting to tackle it head on yeah it's are we saying that's a bad trait so like triage like, nursing like i mean you need to know a sense of urgency i mean there, there are just things that like how can you just cancel a meeting for that and how do you even make that public and put that in writing it's like, i hope she woo! gets so blasted I, I i wish i could see her twitter right now she probably <laughs> people agreeing with her they're probably like yes preach honey <laughs> yes Amy, it might be good that you're not on Twitter. I know, I know I'm not. I, can't. I think your head would explode because I tell you, it is the worst of society on Twitter. I'm sorry. Well, speaking of, hopefully you've got that pulled up, but the, um, you know, speaking of even just traveling to other countries and, and really trying to realize how lucky we do have it here in America, you know, we were looking at the, um, where abortion is banned. Oh. Like how many countries 
are there yes. where abortion is banned completely? And not only that, you, isn't it like, aren't there tons of countries that like, even just being gay, you're persecuted. Oh yeah. And we have such a, we, we did have such a loving and accepting and melting pot country. Yeah. And it's like just all kinds of shiitake has happened lately. But where yeah. is that? I'm um, looking for it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Here it is. Okay. Um, so with, this is a, a tweet that says, with pro-abortion advocates painting the United States as barbaric for limiting abortion, let's take a look at when other countries ban abortions for economic, social, or on-demand reasons. And it goes through all the different uh, limitations. So like Argentina, 14 weeks, Austria, three months, Brazil, banned. Croatia, 10 weeks, Cyprus, 12, Czech Republic, 12, Denmark, 12, Estonia, 12, Finland, 12, on demand is, is banned. France, 14 weeks, Germany, 12 weeks, Greece, 12 weeks, Ireland, 12 weeks, Italy, 90 days, Latvia, 12 weeks, Lithuania, 12 weeks, Luxembourg, 14 weeks, Norway, 12 weeks, Poland is banned, Portugal, 10, Russia, 12 weeks, South Africa, 12 weeks, and abortion on demand, this excludes risk of life and health to the mother or like rape or fetal impairment or socioeconomic reasons. Yes, it's banned in. I'll just do a few of these. Um, Algeria, Andorra, Angola, Antigua, uh, Barbados, Belize, Botswana, Brazil, Chile, Chad, Congo, Costa Rica, D Democratic Republic of the Congo, Ecuador, Egypt, El Salvador. Um, let's see, I can go on. Fiji, Finland, um, Kuwait, Japan, Jordan, Kenya, Libya, Madagascar, Malawi, Monaco, Morocco, um, Nicaragua, Pakistan, Papua New Guinea, Peru, Philippines, Poland, um, Samoa, Seychelles, Solomon Islands, Sri Lanka, Sudan, Syria, Taiwan, Togo, Tonga, Trinidad and Tobago, Uganda, United Arab Emirates, Vatican City, Venezuela, Yemen, and Zambia. And I skipped over a lot of A those. lot. I mean, that's just abortion. Banned. Yes, and, and 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 for all of the American haters out there, 69 countries have laws that criminalize homosexuality as well. Most of them, nearly half of them actually, nearly half, are in Af are, are on the continent of Africa. Um, that's 69 countries, and then of course the Middle East and Asia. 69 countries that many times it's punishable by death for homosexual acts. So again, before you start hating on your country and uh, saying you're going to move. First of all, if you're at the point where you want to move and leave this Go country, ahead, bye. Girl, bye. bye. Boy, bye. Seriously. I mean, because here's the thing. I'm not sure I want those people voting to start with. So right. see, get out. Um, I, I have no tolerance for that. Every time you act like a spoiled brat, and that would be half of Hollywood that, I, that, that threatened to leave. I don't even know why they're still here. Making millions of dollars. In a country where they could not have done it in many, 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 many other places. Right. Makes me sick. Anyway, yeah. um, we I know we've got about 30 minutes left, so I don't want to miss out on talking about what's going on in the health world because this stuff is actually probably the most urgent thing we can talk about. With them passing, uh, with the FDA saying that children can now get boosters, not just get vaccinated, get boosted for COVID. Kristen, you're our resident um, vaccine expert. Let me tell you, y'all have no idea. Don't even try to argue with Kristen about this stuff because I'm telling you, she's a walking encyclopedia. Now, listen, she's her head is full of it. So you, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get all the things. 
But she knows what she's talking about. Here's why, because it matters, because she's putting that nursing degree to really good use and she's studying and researching where are the peer reviewed articles? Where's the science? Where is the evidence that what our government and their regulatory agencies are saying is quote, good or acceptable or necessary? Where is it? Kristen, what's the latest right now on, uh, on the shots? Well, it's just ridiculous that they even passed this and that it was, uh, I can't remember, there were only two people that voted against them approving, uh, not approving, authorizing this for the children. And you should and this hear- is the FDA, right? This is the FDA. And we need to also point out that they authorized four children with only, with only two people dissenting, right? And the other thing about this that we think is, is important is, is ask- and again, parents, if you're considering this, ask your doctors for the evidence of the efficaciousness of it. What was the science the FDA used? Because tell them, Kristen, what you have learned. Well, honestly, I think that Dr. Paul Offit, I love that Dr. Paul Offit, who he's actually the creator of the rotavirus. He is a vaccine. I think he's a vaccinologist, viral biologist. He's considered the godfather of the vaccine program. That was Stanley Plotkin, I oh, think. Oh, that's I right. Think. That is Plotkin. You're right. But Dr. Paul Offit has been on this advisory committee board for a long time because I did some more research on him. And we actually shared a clip um, on our Just Think podcast, but I wanted to share it with y'all because- this is very interesting that the person that generally is very, very pro-vaccine um, said this. And, and once again, we are trying to listen to the science and the evidence. And I just want you to hear why Dr. Paul Offit said no with his vote. Do you have that, Holly? I got it right here, girls. I'm just trying to get it back to the beginning. I want to make sure it plays at the actual beginning. Hold tight. Here we go. Again, this is Paul Offit. Normally you get the, the EUA submission from the company, which is 85 to 100 pages long. And then you get the FDA's review of all those data. It really, really is heartening. I mean, it is a very thorough review. Not here. Here it was 22 pages from the FDA, which included a half a page on Pfizer's data and a half a page on Moderna's data. You could get that from the, the press release. In fact, there was no more detail, frankly, than the press release. So I just thought the, the, the question we're being asked is, is in the end, always, is do the benefits outweigh the risks, even though the risks are generally small and sometimes unknown? That's always the question. Do the benefits of this vaccine outweigh the risks? I, I didn't see the benefits. I was surprised, actually, frankly, that of the 21 voting members, 19 voted yes, because I just didn't see the evidence for that. And we'll see how this plays out. I mean, this was something that I think they, 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 that was, they, was desired by this administration. I could be wrong. Oh, oh, you think? You think? And um, and and oh, also, why would it be desired by this administration? Um, who's getting paid? Who's getting paid, y'all? Who's getting paid? We've done an episode before on how many former Pfizer employees or how many people in the White House in the administration currently have either worked for Pfizer or are working for Pfizer. I mean, the connections are astounding. Astounding. This administration. It's, I, I would be shocked if its pockets aren't being padded by these pharmaceutical companies because nothing else makes sense. That you would pass these things with no evidence, still under emergency youth authorization, which by the way, where's the emergency? Yes, our, we're having a, a slew of COVID diagnoses right now, but we're not seeing deaths and hospitalizations from this.
But you know what? Maybe that has something to do with the fact that, well, you know, even back in February, um, uh, what's his face? Oh my gosh, y'all, what's his name? Um, Bill, Bill yes. thank you. Bill Gates. Bill. Bill, Bill Gates um, said that Omicron ended up being the better vaccine. Take a listen to this, because I want to make sure you guys are aware that even people who are, um, you know, very pro-vaccine uh, are still, and I don't know why, is this not working? Or, do y'all see that clip? Right. Omicron was a vaccine. Yeah. Like this is the one. Okay. I think it's, it's not this one though. Sorry, y'all. Um, maybe it's this one. No. Oh, I had it. I had it pit pulled up. Oh, here it is. Got it. Sorry. You know, sadly, the virus itself, particularly the, the variant called Omicron, uh, is a type of vaccine that is. Did you notice he said sadly? Sadly. Mm -hmm. Sadly, sadly, Omicron is a type of vaccine. Why is that sad? That's a Freudian slip because it didn't make anyone any money. It creates both B cell and T cell immunity, and it's done a better job of getting out to the world population uh, than we have with vaccines. If you do uh, serial surveys in African countries, you get well over 80% of people uh, have been exposed either to the vaccine or uh, to various variants. And so, you know, what that does is it means the chance of severe disease, which is mainly associated with being elderly and uh, having obesity or diabetes, those risks are now dramatically reduced. <laughs> okay, so he said vaccinated or natural immunity, your risks are dramatically reduced. But, but listen to this. I wanted to show you all this from Coffee and COVID today. Um, looking at the Our World and data, which we used, we pulled this up back when we did a lot of our COVID episodes, we would use this site to kind of look at the data, but he's pulled it for us and to compare different countries' COVID rates. So India, Philippines, and Africa, the three lowest vaccinated populations also have the least cases. Their lines are very, very low on this chart, flatlined almost. Um, and then we have the three most jabbed countries, Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand, also have the most cases. So he says, mm. but who cares about cases, right? We stop caring about cases, right? We care about hospitalizations or deaths. So he pulled up the death chart. And there they are down at the bottom again, India, Philippines, and Africa, least amount of death from COVID. New Zealand, Australia, back up at the top. Mm. How about that? Isn't that interesting? And again, for all of you who've been asking- Can we not look at correlation here? I mean, and trends. These are Go COVID, ahead, these are COVID deaths. No, I'm, no, you're right. That's what I was gonna say, Kristen, just pay attention. I've had people reach out and ask me like, hey, it seems like everybody I know that's not vaccinated is getting COVID multiple times. Is there data? Yes, so much data out there. We've, we've shared some of it before, especially out of Europe and, and Israel, which is so interesting how the United States tends to do a horrible job of reporting on how bad its vaccines have failed. Mm -hmm. I digress. Um, really? yes. Yeah, and we've had... It, all these multiple vaccinated and boosted people are getting it and taking Paxlovid and getting rebound COVID. Like, um, how many takes is it going to take for you to understand? But it could have been so much worse. Yes, could have been so much I mean, worse. So now, and even one of the guys, it was Paul, it was Dr. Paul, who said risk benefit, like where, you know, you got to look at the risk benefit. 
Okay, but we're also not talking about the risks because it seems to me that a lot of people who are even vaccine hesitant or didn't really want to get the vaccine but did still don't understand or are not connecting the dots. I have a family member who has always been healthy. He's an older gentleman, but he was always been fit, healthy, um, started having neurological issues after the second vaccine, if not the booster. And his family was like, ah, uh, don't you think that is probably the vaccine? And he and his wife were like, oh, you think? Like the fact that they didn't instantly go, this, this is too weird because they don't know. Chris and Amy and I have our heads in this stuff so often reading and reading and reading the testimonies, the court testimonies, the filings, the, the various data, all the things that point to this is not safe or effective. For, and for a lot of people. We're actually looking in different countries. I mean, people don't even realize it, so they'd rather blame it on coffee. Oh, oh yeah. They'd rather, they'd rather blame blood clots on drinking coffee than maybe start to realize that all the surge in people having blood clot issues could be from the vaccine. It's the one thing we've done differently. So is, what, but is the coffee different? So if you're going to blame it on the coffee, let's look at who's making the coffee. If we're really going to go there because everybody's been drinking coffee for years and years and years and years and years. That's right. It's just where they drew my, you know, my, you know, of course I started waking up even with SIDS. Okay. Like all of a sudden you have to put your baby on your back to sleep. And of course we're all freaked out. And it's like, you start, if you really start thinking, which I wasn't, I was just afraid, but you start thinking like, wait a minute, how come all of a sudden babies are dying? And babies have been born for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and nobody ever worried about it. So just like SADS right now, all of a sudden people dropping like flies, but experts are baffled. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and this was, again, this was from just to cite our source, the UK Express um, is the one who has a headline blood clots. The nation's favorite drink could make your blood sticky, increasing risk. We I thought they were the vaccine, y'all. I really thought that they were actually, I thought that was the headline, like the yeah. Yes. The world drink. I was like, oh, are they are they calling that the vaccine now? Yeah. Like, but no, no, because guess what they're going to now say? Coffee, tea, and even alcohol. Okay, <laughs> and and I, I'm and basically the doctor points out that dehydration can even come from an unexpected source, water. And he says over drinking water can also cause problems. Okay, then if if it's under drinking, over drinking water, coffee, tea, alcohol. I mean, we're oh my gosh. Who decided to interview this fool? Who? Who? How does this make news? I don't get it. And who is believing this? I, I, truly. People, like half of Americans, apparently. <laughs> that coffee is causing blood clots. Just keep paying attention. That's all we're going to say. Because he said, oh. like, there must be blood clots and these symptoms are getting so uh, common that they're going to start blaming all kinds of things. And it's going to just be real normal for us to see, like, um, blood clots and strokes and heart attacks randomly in kids, adults, healthy athletes, like, you know. I just want to remind everybody of this um, study. I think we brought it up a while back that um, someone posted about it again, that in um, Israel, uh, study links COVID vaccines to a 25% increase in cardiac arrest for both males and females. And before anybody, and they tied this to, uh, I think, ambulance reports, um, but they said, and this is a study, yes, in nature, all right? And it was not, it said no similar increase was found due to COVID infection alone. So before anybody goes back and says, you know, oh, well, you can get it 
from the COVID infection. I'm not denying that you can get, you can get all kinds of stuff from the COVID infection. And of course we are not saying go get it, but who on this podcast uh, that's listening has not had it yet. Or, you know, and I guess there are some people or maybe they thought they don't think that they've had it, you know, but either way, I mean, it's, there's risks everywhere, but why intentionally throw it, throw it, put something in your body. That's the, obviously it's the wrong drug for the wrong virus right now. The variant is gone that they created for. It's like going to get the flu vaccine from three years ago. Right. If they're doing this, they have to change this every, but with the, with the variants and it's not happening. You are getting the wrong vaccine right now with the boosters. Well, and we need to make sure everybody needs to be fully aware that we're coming into fall soon, elections. you know, also elections and that, um, COVID is going to become another big headline, like, um, from or there'll be something said, else. <laughs> um, Yahoo news ran a, um, a, a news piece that said this new ninja COVID variant is the most dangerous one yet <laughs> one out to people the most dangerous one yet um and basically for best protection they're saying you need four shots okay um this is a quote from the article the more additional jabs you get on top of your prime course the better protected you are arguably the best protection results from two prime jabs of the mrna from pfizer or moderna plus a couple of boosters Get your damn fourth shot. Oh my gosh. Red Leonard says, okay. Um, so apparently the media is naming this the ninja variant because the name there's said the names are kind of boring. It's like BA4, BA5. So they had to give it something to make to make people get scared. You know, ninja is so scary that you don't even know you have it because it's so sneaky. I, I don't know. Mm, get your nunchucks. Be on the lookout because they're going to start talking about how many people have it. It's spreading like crazy, all this stuff that like, what does that mean? Does that mean that people just have a cold? Or well, what? and I also want to remind everybody to stay healthy, exercise, be out, go outside, drink your water. Don't worry about a damn clot from drinking water. Okay. Yeah. Get your vitamin D and sunshine. Get your, d- breathe. You yep. need your health as well. Yep. Stay out of fear. Stay with the facts and wash your nose with the beta dine. <laughs> like yes. doing the nasal washing and the gargling, especially if you feel like you're around high risk people, that is going to help prevent the virus from replicating. It is very simple. That is over the counter and cheap. You do not need a medicine or anything. You can get all of that over the counter. Kristen, do you think you had COVID ever? I do think I ended up getting it like because Amy had it, but it was like two weeks before I got it. And I was like, yeah, I I really think God was watching over me because I had to take care of everybody else in the family. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, God, am I not get it or have I had it before? Yeah. But like, I never lost my sense of taste or smell or anything. I know Mitch did and yeah. Chad and Amy did, right? But usually if the Ludwigs, if we get something, it usually runs. Yeah, through. it usually runs its course for the family. But I just, you know, I know that it took y'all a long time to get it. And I also know that again, you're practicing what you preach, which is being healthy, making good choices and making sure that your body's in optimal condition to fight whatever it comes up against. And, but, but speaking of these vaccines, we need to also make sure that you guys know that you know, you probably heard if you follow tennis, Novak uh, Djokovic just won Wimbledon for the seventh time. He has held out on getting the vaccines. He was not allowed into what Australia did. I think maybe they eventually did let him in, but he has had, bless his heart, has had to fight all these mandates. He still can't enter America to play in the U.S. Open. And, 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 and he, this does not prevent transmission, slow the spread or flatten the curve. 
There's zero science to show that at this point. And he says, I understand that being vaccinated today, I'm unable to travel to most of the tournaments. That's the price I'm willing to pay. The principles of decision-making on my body are more important than any title or anything else. Good well, for listen, good for, him. good for him. And by the way, um, there was a Dutch minister of parliament uh, named Christine Anderson, and she made some uncensored public remarks this weekend, revealing that pilot shortages there might not only just be a, an American phenomenon, they're having it there as well. She said a lot of pilots that did not want to get vaccinated had been laid off. And the ones that did get vaccinated because they had families to feed and mortgages to pay may no longer be fit to fly. And that is a problem. Oops. That, okay. that wasn't made for, that was in a public meeting, but I bet it wasn't for viral consumption. And what they're saying about pilots too, is not only, you know, with these sudden, you know, sudden deaths, you don't know what's going to happen. Think about clots. I mean, when you're flying, that puts you at more risk of a clot too, just sitting there. Yep. Okay. Yep. But they're tired. They're overworked and they're tired. And now they can't damn drink coffee because that'll give them a clot too. Yep. So what are they to do? But, well, this, but when we sit here and make you just think, okay, not telling you what to think, they're not letting a healthy athlete. Do you know how healthy and in shape tennis players are? I mean, at Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're not going to in, in our country, y'all. And our border is wide open. Do you know? What diseases, aside from COVID, that COVID should be the least of your worries if you're thinking about any other communicable disease, and not only trafficking and drugs and all of those things. And they're not letting one healthy individual come over here that is the least of anybody's worries. And we're also spreading it. Getting rid of a bunch of our military. Yep. Oh, so yeah. 60,000 reservists. 60. Let me just be really clear. Everybody hears me. 60,000 reservists were denied. Um, basically, the Army barred more than 60,000 National Guards reservists from service, cutting off their pay. So it's roughly 40,000 National Guardsmen and 22,000 reservists are barred from service for refusing to get vaccinated. Wow. We all of a sudden are losing 62,000 service members? Y'all think about that. This is not 60. Okay. This is 60. Thousand. It's like when all of those healthcare workers got fired. These are smart individuals that know their body, that are that that are healthy, that are perfectly capable of making very smart, wise decisions, and they're willing they, to they're fight these... for us. Don't we want to have people exactly. who are willing to fight for us? Or are we just going to get rid of them? And I mean, I mean, sixty thousand people that are willing to put their lives on the line for us. Yeah, we're like, oh, no, we're not vaccinated, so well. So we it, you know, we're already, I don't know if you guys know this, but we are struggling to recruit in the armed forces right now anyway. Did you guys know this? Um, they're like in the the um, number of people that are, you know, making the choice to join in our armed forces is declining greatly and they're struggling. And, and now, and listen, they have long been the guinea pigs for vaccines, in my opinion. I mean, th this is not a group of people who typically, re you know, refuses vaccines. Right. But they, but they've granted, I think, zero of the religious exemptions that were made that were requested. I think they got three thousand requests for religious exemptions um, from the guardsmen and reservists, and I don't think any were re, re, were granted. And then just six out of the fifty-three who had a medical exemption were approved. They're approving no exemptions. I, I want to point out too, and I'm, I don't have all of the information, even though I listened to a lot of this, 
Um, and we have a great um, real uh, rumble, I'm sorry, um, with Teresa Long, Colonel, uh, the Lieutenant Colonel, is that her name? Teresa Long. She was yeah. kind of a whistleblower with all of this. She recognized what was going on. But also, I encourage y'all to listen to this. I think it's on America Out Loud with, um, I don't I don't even think it's Dr. McCullough on there, but he does a lot of them on there. But they talk about the community. If y'all remember, the only quote approved or sent in for approval was community. And they were telling the military that they were getting the approved vaccine because there was actually just a lawsuit that um, the military member won. I, I'm almost, I don't quote me, I mean, but they won. But I was trying to listen to this and I was like multitasking, but they ended up, once they won, somehow these vials started showing up with the community label on there, on there in the military, but the labels didn't have everything that should be on labels. And they were set to expire like September of this year. So for you, you typically do not send mass vaccines out that are gonna expire in a couple months to the military. So there's some shady stuff going on and I encourage you to go listen to that or follow it if you wanna look into it more. But just know this, I mean, it's just more, more reasons to not trust what is going on. Meanwhile, yeah. the military is um, diminishing while billions of dollars is going, or we're going sending to, to Ukraine yeah. for their military. So they've got the weapons. And China, yeah. we're giving them some, you know, millions of barrels of oil. Yep. Um, Line up our land. Yep. China's Bill Gates, huge landowners in the United States, about yep. hundreds of thousands of acres. Why? What was it that someone posted? How many acres do they have? This is just something interesting that y'all need to pay attention to because it, it, it has some meaning and y'all need to learn what we need to learn all our farming skills. So yeah. this just says, this is just do with this what you will, but Bill Gates bought 2,100 acres of farmland in North Dakota, adding to the 270,000 acres he inexplicably owns throughout the United States. China also just bought 300 acres there, adding to the 192,000 acres of U.S. soil in their portfolio. Why do we allow this and why do we not care? Hmm. So here's the thing. There's a catch here. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to, so in my family, where we invest our money is in land. We're kind of those Mark Twain people, you know, he said buy land, they're not making it anymore. Right. We, we invest our money in land because it's been a really good investment for us um, as a family. And we're strategic about where we buy it and what we do. But my dad, from he's from Montgomery County, North Carolina, very, very rural area. He's, he uses his money to buy land. Okay. He does that as an investment. He loves land. Let's just art. Let's just pretend that Bill Gates is doing the same. He's investing in land. The, the, but the, the biggest concern for me, and I don't trust Bill Gates as far as I can throw him. And I don't know if you've seen him lately, but I couldn't throw him far. And <laughs> I do, and I do believe that China buying our land is a big problem. Yes, it is a huge problem. And the reason is, is that they're trying to get in here to provide food and they want to try to buy up our food sources, then they will then control our food sources, which is why Kristen is saying, learn how to farm. I, I will tell you, there's two things I'm going to make sure my kids know how to do farm and shoot a gun. And they're going to be able to do both things well, because I don't want to be ultimately dependent. And I think that's a lot of my dad, too. He don't want to be dependent on anybody. You know, he he wants to be self-sufficient. That's also our roots. We are rooted in rural farmers, poor rural farmers that just work the land to feed their families. That's what I come from. So I know that that's a lot of it. But China owning 192,000 acres is alarming. Mm -hmm. Alarming. Yes. Alarming. Why? Wow. 
And then, but also, Amy, to kind of go to follow up with your point, the UK Express ran another article, I know we just mentioned them, um, called, that was headlined, Iran, China, and Russia link up for military operation to challenge unipolar world. It's called the Rice Alliance because it's Russia, Iran, and China. But, um, you know, if you're as Christians, you know, Ezekiel 38, the end times prophecy, which kind of aligns those countries together, that might pop out into your brain when you hear this. But y'all, they are, they are aligning at our southern doorstep in Venezuela, okay? 10 other nations in Venezuela are joining together to take part in joint military operations and a defiant message to the unipolar world order. I mean, this just, again, pay attention. While we're devoting all our time to Ukraine and all our assets and money and leaving them in Afghanistan, we've got countries that are practicing military um, or having military practices or whatever, what, what's the word I'm trying to find? Uh, like military, what'd you say, Amy? What is it? Oh, military. Drill. Yeah, drills, operations. They're doing this really close to, I mean, Venezuela. And that's far. countries like that China, Russia, Iran, like three, that, that's three powerful, you know, countries that if they banded together, I mean, that's terrifying for us. Yeah. Especially when we're letting all of our military members go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just find this, I find this very troubling. And again, y'all, I'm going to say it again. I think almost it's like when Trump talked about um, the COVID treatments that were being used on the front lines, things like hydrochloroquine, then everybody wanted to poo-poo it. But because he called out China so much, I feel like the left has just completely shut down and are like, well, no, some of them are shut down, deaf to it, don't want to believe it. But the other part's in bed with them because yeah. what's happening with China, their ties to us in, in so many facets of our way of life is alarming. And they're, we know that the Chinese Communist Party is willing to be patient to see us fall gradually over time. Instead of one massive attack on the United States, they just eat away at us until we're nothing. That's where I feel like we need to pay attention. Pay attention to what China's doing. It's so important. And um, another thing, guys, that we need to mention, uh, well, the whole, I think after this Roe versus Wade, I have had so many questions. Several from some younger girls asking me, can you help me understand what this means for X, Y, and Z? What are the trigger laws? What states? And of course, these young girls are on TikTok watching everything under the sun that scares the absolute crap out of them when it comes to their rights. Because for a lot of them, it's not even about abortion. They're scaring them about ectopic pregnancies, cases of rape and incest. You know, those abortions that represent what? Less than 1% of abortions given. But there's a lot of fear mongering going around. And then, of course, I was sent last week this article that said that a 10-year-old girl was raped in Ohio and had to cross the state lines to get an abortion at six weeks. No, I'm sorry. Is it Maybe it was 12 weeks in one day or anyway. She was past Ohio's limit. So she had to go to, I think, Indiana. This story was going viral. The president himself even talked about her. Can you imagine being a 10-year-old girl? Can you imagine? And my questions through this whole story is, where's the rapist that got this girl pregnant? Like, where is that? Yeah, I, was, is I was like, 10? 10? Like, They've 10. got this outrage about her. Yeah. And where is the outrage about who the hell did this? 
Right. I almost had to put money in the swear jar just then. So you're welcome, Andrew. If we actually had stricter punishment for these people, like truly, they're, they're not scared to do it. Yeah, but it was fake. It was all fake. At the same point in time, yes. Let's go ahead and get to the actual go ahead, climax of the story. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, it was, it was a fake. They cannot prove this story to be true. It was from one source. So again, this is a case of a story going viral based on one source that the source will not corroborate that it's true. And now they're pretty sure that it's a complete made up BS story. Yeah. So really? all the fear. If it did happen, it would be terrible. <laughs> but but it didn't happen. And the, the the chances of that happening, again, are so slim. Go, wait, I'm pretty sure Ohio has the morning after pill. If you're raped, you go to authorities. Go to authorities immediately. And, 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 and there's things you can do about this to keep this from happening. I, at least like do a story about like a 15 year old or 16 year old like a 10 year old like you're gonna go there and just make it as crazy as possible and And i'm not saying that this would not happen but that is so rare it is rare and y'all the only time that would happen and it would get to that that far i mean i'm not the only time i mean there are several times but i just feel like if if the 10 year old could say something, you, you need to go to the ER. You need to go somewhere. We had places where if somebody came, if a younger child came in that situation, we had an actual place here in town that we sent them specifically there where they are trained to do that. You know, and so don't let it get to that point. And I know that there are situations that they cannot, you know, but that is just so rare, y'all. It's so How rare. How about stop lying? Just, yeah, like, I mean, this is just, this is what's crazy is that they How take about you this think you want, and run with You it. want us to trust you and you want to be- done. That's yeah. done. No, is, like, we need to make- Go ahead. Journalism is gone. <laughs> we know? need to make journalism great again. And, and, and honestly, the best journalist you're going to find probably right now is on Substack. Go to Substack, Matt Taibbi, Alex Berenson, um, um, Barry Weiss. These are former like New York Times reporters that are not woke, that are telling the truth. And they are be doing really good journalistic work. They're really diving in and trying to find out what's really going, going on. So definitely check that out. And also last thing, we're gonna leave you with this because we want you guys to look into this because we haven't had the time. But you know, we're having some oil issues in the United States, you know, because again, uh, we shut down some pipelines when, as soon as Biden came into office, and then there's a war in, that we are uh, in between Russia and Ukraine. Well, we had some reserves, and they went to China, right, Amy? Didn't they go to China? Yes. And we want to know why. Why? Why? They went several places. I know China was one of them. And then I think it was Tucker Carlson who maybe reported on the fact that one of the one of the companies that this oil went to was a Chinese company that Hunter Biden had been a part of, but said he had divested from. But as of March of this year, he still was on board, or at least that's what listed as an investor of some of of them. But yeah, we just want someone to go follow that money trail and find out what's happening because we don't know. But we're curious because also more stuff is coming out about Hunter's laptop. Um, he called his dad Pedo Pete or something like that, right? He had him saved in his in his in his computer as Pedo Pete. Like, what is that about? Can someone find that information out for us? Like, these are the things we're gonna dig into. We hope. We have, yeah. Hopefully, this week we'll be able to do more. I guess I don't understand like that four chan or something. Four. I don't even know who four chan is. It's some. 
somebody got the the laptop was able to hack and like got more stuff off of it so like now there's all the stuff being released like there was a video we saw today of him weighing crack on a scale with like a prostitute in the room um you know whatever i'm not like okay he's a crackhead that's fine not fine but <laughs> right but i mean my my issues with him you know are going to be more around how is our president compromised with business dealings with foreign countries and things like that um not so much his personal dealings other than it just shows character and it also is very hilarious to me that if a video let's just put it in perspective here if a video was released of eric trump or donald trump jr weighing crack with a prostitute what what do you think would happen right now like what I do you can't think? Even imagine they, i can't they imagine they would try to impeach trump for that 100 they would say that he's there like if you Look at what Trump got raked over coals for compared to what Biden gets away with or what his family gets away with. It is no comparison and how anyone could argue any different. Is you're, you're crazy. You have to just be crazy or stupid to not see that there is a stark difference. They get passes. There's a voicemail with, with that sounds just like President Biden's voice on Hunter's phone saying, you know, I think you're clear. Think you're clear after they were going to run a story that could have implicated him. Um, and, and again, shows that his father did know about his business dealings, which President Biden has continued to insist he did not know, which right now, I don't know what he knows, but at some point he did know. Yeah. I mean, come it's, on. It's crazy. I it mean, is. the double standards are just so outrageous. It's, it's just, disgusting. if you see it, then you are really just you just you can't if you can't see it it's just because you just hate trump that much i guess well people are they trying to impeach trump just like from one phone call that yeah. wasn't even a phone like, call that he put out by the way like a phone call that he released to the public to say listen to this phone call like he right like that's what is but it's so ironic because now we know that it was with the ukraine now we know who really had the connections to ukraine and to russia right like it wasn't, right. it wasn't Trump. That's not the evidence certainly hasn't pointed anything to Trump, but it's certainly pointed back towards the Clintons and, and, and of course, towards this administration. So, I, I mean, it's, it's shocking. Here's what and we're going to challenge you. Impeachable offense for him to be sending oil to when we're in an energy crisis in our country, he's sending oil to China. That he's like, that, that's an impeachable offense. He is putting the needs of other countries before his own as the leader. That's impeachable. I mean, that seems impeachable to me. Yep, it should you're, be. It should be. Well, and if they don't know, if they know. If, can y'all hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm in the car now. I guess I'm just thinking if they, if he, if they know about the laptop now, which we all know, we've already talked about this, that like that just accidentally came up with something else. Then why, do, why are they not making that? urgent because of the national the security issue this is a national security so not only the impeachable offense for like putting another country first but what is going what else is going on that they're because, hiding and like i cannot believe that they cannot like connect these damn dots well it's because it has to be because so many people are involved y'all 
On the left and the right. On the left and the right. Like Epstein, so, it's all the same people that are in that black book of Jelaine Maxwell. It, it, I mean, truly, like, <laughs> it, it's, it, there's so many powerful people involved. It's the only reason it's not getting talked about. It's the only reason it's not getting investigated. And that's why in November, y'all better get out there and vote. Get out there and vote for the, for these people who are not a part of the, of the, of the DC mafia or whatever it is, and even down to your local levels, people who don't care about notoriety, they don't care about fame, they don't care about money, they really care about serving the people and making a difference and fighting for the liberty of this country, because it is yeah. truly at stake. Right. And I know, we got to wrap up because all of us have to roll out of here, but Hey, everybody, thank you for being a part of our conversation. We love hearing from you. We love knowing what you know. You guys point us to a lot of great articles and information. But if anybody has any information on things we talked about that we didn't mention today, send it to us. Because again, even if you can prove that we're wrong, that's what we want to know. We want to yeah. know. Absolutely. All right. Exactly. All right, everybody. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.